0: This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. All right, welcome back. G-Bag Nation, it is time now for some Cowboys Twitter. Tom Tweet's going viral about America's team, from America's team. Big show here today. we uh coming up at 340. We'll go around the Mavs. Luka Doncic on if he could ever catch LeBron, who happens to be chasing history down the stretch here. We'll have those uh, Mavs stories here coming up for you about 20 minutes. All right. Uh, quote from uh, John Machoda's article in uh, The Athletic is getting a lot of traction today. Uh, Cowboys OC Kellen Moore, we just have to be efficient on first and second down in the run game. doesn't have to be 20-yard runs. It just has to be efficient and allow the passing game to make completions and find different opportunities. You need third and short. You know, that's the way I look at it. You you need to get the defense leaning up so you can kill them with a little bit more play action. And you're going to need man coverage out there. And if the Cowboys can do that in the first couple of drives, you know, we're, we're looking at it with a pessimistic slant right now. But to come back optimistic, Brian, if after the first quarter the Cowboys have like 40 yards rushing, I'm going to all of a sudden flip very optimistic about their chances of getting this job done.
1: Yeah, is the forty yards including your quarterback, or is that just yes? Be any, yeah, any any type of forty yards rushing.
0: I think dak has got to be a big part of this game plan. I mean, how yeah. could it not be? That would be yeah. negligent to not let him rumble.
1: Yeah, we we saw in the first game that they ran that option that that speed option. There is what they ran, in it and Dak was able to get a first down. I, I agree with you. I, I feel like that they're going to have to find ways. You know, if the pass rush, you know, I I just. You know, Vita Vea is like their best sack guy. You know, you talk, I and mean, that's just pressure in the middle, right? Really? Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, if you if you can deal with what's going on on the inside, and you know, and 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 make that work, you know, can, I mean, give Dak the opportunity to step up, or if it, you know, if he has to just to run, if he sees you know opportunity a lane to get through. I think any Dak run in this game is going to be good.
0: He's clearly not fast anymore, and, you know, whatever speed he no, had is is gone, but, but he's still physical and nifty enough. You know,
1: yeah. like I said, you know, a, a four-yard gain, a six-yard gain, and yeah. a, anything, anything that's not a negative play.
0: Okay, you mentioned Vita Vea. I did see something on him over the break. He was late for practice today, and there was some excitement for us. And so maybe panic for Tampa fans like, where's Vea? Where's Vea?" And we got word at the end of the practice that he was just late. So maybe he was getting some treatment, Mm. you know. Or bubble guts or something. Bubble, Bubble guts could be a legitimate excuse. Okay, but the big story on Cowboys Twitter, Dan Orlovsky really lost whatever credibility he had left. And he made it more clear than ever. He's just trying to say negative stuff about Dak, be the most negative person about Dak. You know, yesterday we had those CBS sports rankings came out. And we thought it was egregious they put him at 11. No, they put no, Dak. Not they. Call yeah. him out by name. It's, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're talking to you, Cody Benjamin. Yes, Cody Benjamin. Just all, all sorts of, you know, D-baggish out there. But, you know, um, Orlovsky could not let him be the most ridiculous Dak taker of the week. He went ahead and put Daniel Jones and Geno Smith ahead of Dak. <laughs> Are Israel. you freaking kidding <laughs> he me? He didn't have I'm the not. balls to go Skylar Thompson, though. <laughs>
1: Somebody you know, he will. wanted to. Somebody will. Did he yeah. go
0: Brock Purdy? He asked his editor, now do oh, I put Skylar yeah. ahead or behind if I want the clicks with the credibility? And they're <laughs> right like, oh, no, leave Skylar right there. You got it, buddy. Twelfth out of the 14 best uh, quarterbacks. Uh, of course, he also has Dak behind Brock Purdy, which, you know, Ryan, probably you agree with that at this point.
1: <laughs> I'm just having fun with Brock Purdy right now. Uh, yeah, you know, the thing, I, I don't know, I think Dan is, I think Dan's a little extreme there. I, you know, we, Just he, a little, though. Well, no, he's, he's, been a, he's been a fan of that guy at the Giants really all year. I mean, you know, the, the thing is you kind of
0: fireable, offense. but Daniel Jones,
1: I, I know I, I get, no, I get that everybody's, I mean, but that's, that's the problem with these quarterbacks. That's why some guy likes Paxton Lynch or some guy likes, you know, Connor cook or somebody like, you know, that's the problem with these guys. You know I mean?
0: There I, is a lot of subjectivity in gradings, but well, some things are patently false.
1: Well, see, but okay. But you, and you, and it's funny. You mentioned the guy out at San Francisco. And I know that I've seen him, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "You guys are like, what? No, come on, come on, broad. It's come on, really, come on. No, no, guy hadn't lost a game yet. Yeah, you know, but that's what. Well, I'm Well, a lot saying. of
0: NFL games have been played. Now we can admit we're wrong. Lots of games have been played by Daniel Jones, and you can see clear I, evidence.
1: I, yeah, but see, that's where I think that I think it's different for Daniel Jones is because of the head coach, you know, uh, Mike Kafka as the OC. That that poor guy yeah. has no, he has no skill guys other than the running back, right?
0: Well, I would say they've had some pretty good skilled guys, and, and sometimes it's the well, quarterback's inability to get them the ball.
1: Jason Garrett was his OC. You want to argue with me about that?
0: No, that's a fact. Okay. See, that, that,
1: that I'm not trying to be snarky or anything. I'm just saying, well, you though. Were. I were. I really was. The, the thing about it was. It's effortless. You don't have to try. The, the, thing, the thing about it is, though, I, I, you know, Dak, the, the problem, what was the problem with Daniel Jones? He turns over the ball. Yeah. What's the problem with Dak? He turns over the ball. Well, you know? as,
0: as of late, yeah, I guess in this in this moment, for sure. Well, In uh, this moment? Pat Foreman will also overcome yeah, those turnovers. Hasn't Daniel been like Jones a, is not able to do that. It hasn't been you like know. a lifelong Dak problem, but you, it is at the moment. Your guy from established the Run, Pat Foreman, Daniel Jones and Dayball deserve some credit for the career-best year he's had. Yeah. But also, um, 26th in yards per attempt, 40th in 20-plus yard throw rate, 40th in average depth of target, Fortieth in big time throw rate. Every team has one point two five quarterbacks better than Daniel Jones.
1: See, but again, I look at if you're the Giants, I look at their situation. They try. They drafted an offensive tackle. They drafted a defensive end that's going to be a stud for them. By the way, sure and that 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 rookie tackle they had was one of the better ones in in the league. Yeah. And so, to me, I I, I look at it as like now with Daniel Jones, I this is where I start the clock for him. I start the clock now for Daniel Jones as opposed to with, with what you know with my my buddies that were all you know running that team the Dave Gettlemans and the Jason
0: Garretts and all those people that were bringing his career down good stuff appreciate the conversation here on uh, 1053 the fan at home of the Cowboys as we continue here with some Cowboys Twitter we will have some maps discussion here coming up for you in about uh, 10 minutes uh, if you missed it Tyler Biotish practice full today and so did Leighton Vanderesh and those are some great things. Okay, um, who's the pressure on most? Great story from David Moore in the morning news. He's plugged in, and the headline, Why Cowboys Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore, not Mike McCarthy, face added playoff scrutiny. A head coach that's presided over a 24-10 and record the last two seasons appears to have escaped any win or else edicts. So the pressure not on McCarthy. Uh you know, I think he's stabilized a lot of things. The t- the takeaways are great. The injuries have been better and now the penalties. You've cleaned up penalties. That's got to come back on the coach. So I do agree with uh with David Moore, but specific uh specifically looking at Kellen Moore, okay? He really puts him on the grill here. Um in in San Francisco, they only got the ball to CD twice. Once on a carry. Tony Pollard only got it four times. They trailed twenty three to seven. If in back to back playoff games your offense is a no show, almost every team's firing the OC, right, Brian?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so.
0: Is 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 this like Jerry's new coaching project that see, he, he's pulling for Kellen Moore or what?
1: See, this is where I think it's. I, I think if they if they go flat, if they go really flat and lose this game on offense, the, it's going to be a higher within, and it's going to be Brian Schottenheimer it just it's just it's it's smelling like that to me right oh, certainly looks it like smells that. like it, ass it's smelling no I'm, I'm just not certain- the good guy no it, it, he
0: was a very conservative coach with Russell Wilson and he and, was the guy that got people mad because they wanted to let Russ cook right and he was right right he was right you don't want to let Russ cook that much yeah um so maybe Brian Schottenheimer is just what this Cowboys team needs I just
1: it's it just got it's it's got too because it, it, it they're probably you know the thing I I believe is I and and Trust me on this. I've been super, super, super critical of Mike McCarthy for all the laziness and not committed and all those things. But, you know, you got to give him credit. I mean, they they back-to-back, you know, with the playoffs, the 12 games and all that. I just don't know if he really at this point in time wants to learn a complete new offense. Okay. And so that's where I think Brian Shine helps. I think that's where Brian Shine yeah, helps. Him, yeah. The familiarity, yeah, I exactly, could, you yeah. know,
0: Mike and Dak not having to learn something new. Now, yeah, gosh, did, what a problem, and he worked what for his dad. Move on on no, then no, then he worked I for his dad. I don't want The work, you don't want to learn a new offense then. Work for he worked for his dad. I'm just telling you there's a big connection there. everybody in the building. You know, they need to get clear of this crap and the the Garrett it's not going to happen
1: because what happens if you if you isn't fire... this the buddy thing? Isn't this hell hiring well, uh, no, Mike absolutely. Nolan to be the defensive coordinator? It's a problem. No, you You're go absolutely right. The numbers going to
0: get the, you need a fresh the hot start. sauce in both his eyes.
1: Well, I'll say this though, because if it's if it turns in if they're going to change the head coach, it's going to be the defensive coordinator. I and Sean Payton ain't coming to this place. You know, we can all. I mean, there there there's some whispering going on that maybe that Jerry and Sean Payton and those guys have all kind of moved on from each other. Hmm. As far as being a head coach here.
0: They like telling stories of the fun times they had, but yeah. they don't want to rekindle it. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. And I don't really have an issue with McCarthy. I think McCarthy's done a good job. I will say this. There should be a little bit of pressure there because shouldn't you have a little bit of responsibility as a head coach? And we've talked about this over the course of the year, Brian. Like, if there's an issue, you're still the head coach. If Kellen Moore's not doing something well, why don't you call over there and say, dude, let's stop doing this. Well, he, you're a former I, offensive player play call
1: i kind of feel like he did though when during the uh the, during the uh the cooper rush administration right. and it, right? it, it evidently it worked. yeah
0: so now work. you're in a do or die you win or you go home situation if this first down running stuff or whatever it is the issues are mccarthy knows it call over and be a head coach 972 you're really tripping for real with the cowboys average points per game over the last three years yeah the numbers say this offense is great um And maybe we are tripping. Maybe Kellen Moore is amazing, you know, and and Carolina will hire him or Houston will hire him, something like that. Now, Moore does acknowledge in this story something else that could totally change things, and that is the emotions of Jerry. And you always got to be on the lookout for that. I think over the tenure of his ownership for 30 years, it's been a factor. But I think at this point, Jerry gets emotional after the game, but then he gives himself so much time to cool off before making decisions that I don't think you're going to get like a Jim Ursay moment where he's just fed up with an embarrassing loss and the guy's fired and an announcer is the head coach before the guy's hangover even wears off. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just don't. Plus, Steven is sort of checks and balances guy. But, Brian, I mean, you've worked with for, yeah. for, for that family. Yeah. Do you think Jerry's emotions are still a factor? I think Jerry's emotions are a factor,
1: and I think if Jerry wants to do something, they'll sure do it. I just think that you're going to get Steven and Will McClay that are going to stand up, you know, they they've they they've got this thing where they want it when it comes to, you know, people talk about this as a very talented roster and they talk and it's it's they love to draft and they they don't want anybody to come in here and upset all that. You know, that's that, that they've got this thing exactly. They got the scouting department right where they need it. Yeah. You know, they they don't go out and spend huge money in free agency. They that's don't need sure. Sean Payton to walk in here and go, hey, listen, this guy is, you know. let's go get Ramsey. Let's go get, you know, they don't don't need that. That's the last thing they want. They want Dan Quinn, who Dan Quinn likes personnel, works shoulder to shoulder with Will McClay. Everybody respects him in the room, and it doesn't rock the apple cart.
0: That's tough, man. It really is. You know, imagine having a team with with a GM that just was untouchable, you know, and you never get like a breath of fresh air or a new perspective into your organization that could forever change your culture or your perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you get leadership trees coming off GMs that can have profound impacts on your scouting department across the league, like what Brian had going on in Green Bay. You never get that opportunity to get a visionary, great leader who can transform an organization like the way that a Jimmy. Johnson or Tech Schramm or a number of guys throughout the history of this franchise did. So if a person named Jones doesn't become the best GM in football, you're never going to have him. You're never going to have an Aussie that's, Newsom. That's a fair point. Okay, great article about Tony Pollard today. You know, four years into Tony's career, we don't know that much about his background. We're going to change that. Kyle Yeomans is coming up at four o'clock. It's the G Bag Nation here on 1053 the Fan.